Welcome to a special episode of It's a Mimic, episode 200. I'm Adam, and I want to thank everyone who stuck with us from the beginning. Normally a podcast acknowledges a milestone like this by doing something crazy or gimmicky or by celebrating somehow with a giveaway or fun opportunity for audience interaction, but this is It's a Mimic, where you never know what you're going to get. Most of the time, that means dick and fart jokes, bizarre pieces of specific lore, or crazy inspirations that the hosts have been cooking up, or Megan burping. But this time, Called out. what you're going to get is going to be a little more serious. And no, this isn't a joke, it's not a gag, and it's not a stunt. We've discussed before, more than once on this podcast, about how important it is to have serious conversations with people at the table, no matter how uncomfortable or awkward those conversations might be. Plant your feet, look people in the eye, and tell the truth. Say what you mean and mean what you say. We've also discussed DM burnout and how not every table is a good fit for every person. Life happens. And the unfortunate truth about Dungeons & Dragons is the biggest enemy of any campaign is that life interrupts the plans of friends, and most campaigns die unresolved. I wish it wasn't the case, but it is. No matter how hard we try to hold on to our friendships and build good memories and stories, sometimes it just isn't enough. Today around the table, we've gathered the six people who helped make the first year of the podcast succeed. The six original hosts. And today we say goodbye to one of them. So with me are Brad, Megan, Dave, and Terry. And we're saying goodbye to Dan. He's taken on huge responsibilities in both his professional and personal lives. And there just isn't enough time in the week to do everything he wants to do. I'm sure we're going to hear it out of his own mouth later. But he knows that there's one thing that he can trust will keep going on without him. And that's this circle of friends enjoying the legacy he helped build here. After all, we've seen hiatuses in the past from both Terry and Dave, and Brad decided to have a couple of kids a couple of times during the lifespan of this podcast, and yet we've always succeeded in getting the next episode out, Dick and Fart Jokes Intact. So, we were originally going to just suddenly move on without him, like so many other podcasts do when a host leaves, but I wanted to use this medium to put the spotlight on one of my best friends one last time. And because I built the episode breakdowns and the schedules, I decided we're doing this and none of you motherfuckers can stop me. So, here we yeah. are. It's important for us to put our money where our mouths are when it comes to responsible dungeon mastering practices. If we tell you to look a meta problem unflinchingly in the face, then it's only right that we do the same thing. And the problem here isn't that we're dealing with a problem player or an inappropriate conduct during a game. The problem is that It's a Mimic is losing a friend. His insights and wisdom, his passion and work ethic, and his fucked up kinky sex furniture. <laughs> I'm keeping that. And while I'm thinking about it, no, Dan, you don't have to edit this episode. <laughs> so. I'm going to make you motherfuckers pay full price now. Because. <laughs> You'll be okay, Megan. <laughs> so. Because the D&D gods sometimes smile down upon us, we happen to receive 20 questions on our subreddit in one big dump from a single listener. Uh, user finisher7119. The fact that these questions came from someone named Finisher was too perfect to not use on Dan's last episode, not only because he finishes his run on the podcast, but because in the carpentry world, Dan was a finisher for a number of years. Mm -hmm. I always told you, always finishes right? first. It's very yeah. wholesome. The only more appropriate name would have been Fluffer7119. That was, that was before I was a carpenter, yeah. Anyway, we're treating this episode so like a mailbag, because we know we won't be able to stay on topic regardless. And even though he has answered some of these questions in the past... I think some of his answers might have changed over the last 200 weeks of D&D research and discussions. So, here we go. Each person is going to get the opportunity to talk with him on air one final time. The rest of the hosts will sit quietly and listen. Unlikely. <laughs> and show Dan respect while he interacts with each host one more time. Also before unlikely. Say goodbye. 
It is, ends up feeling like a bit of a wake. Good. Every time a player character dies at my table, I always make everyone hold a funeral for them in the world. And that's what we're doing now. We're saying goodbye as openly and honestly as we can. So pour yourself a drink and raise it high. Here are 20 more listener questions, five remaining friends, and one more hero leaving the battlefield for the last time. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Brad, you got the first four questions, well, and then some. The All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get drinks out. Yeah. yeah. Everybody still good? I'm good. Right, right. Oh, just I am double fisting. <laughs> get me one on deck. All right, let's kick it off. So the very first question from you, user finisher seven one one nine says, "What's your favorite class you've ever played?" <clears throat> What's my favorite class I've ever played? I, I guess they're all directed at me. Eh? Yeah, 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 they're all just all you. you. Yeah. Nobody yeah. gives a shit about us. No. We got a hundred more episodes to go. Sure. Shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at least, at <laughs> least, at least, at least. Um, my favorite D and D class I've ever played is and will always be a barbarian. Um, very special place in my heart. Um, that said, I'm loving the shit out of bards right now. And they love the shit out of you. That's what, that's what Honestly, like. I'm <laughs> loving you being a bard right now. It's great. Yeah, I, I, well I, for you. I've wrote theme really? songs for uh, three of the people in the party. I think we've I've only played, heard one of you've them. You've only heard one of them. I was oh. like, I haven't heard mine yet. Story uh, time, I've guitar's got, right here. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I've got uh, Kaya's and Fang's. Oh, yeah. Right. So... Fantastic. Yeah. Love that for me. <laughs> <laughs> Dave already had his. That's awesome. Uh, the next question the next question is one I'm sure we know the answer to, but we're gonna go for it anyways. What is your favorite character you've played? Oscar. Yeah. Well, I mean I mean Oscar. Which uh, one? Yes. There has not been a single Oscar I remember with distaste. Um, well, why, why sure, but like Oscar? but Dan, you you've had like Probably level one Oscars and level fifteen Oscars, right? Oscar, you had Oscars in fifth edition, fourth edition, three point five, and third probably, and a D and D, right? So, yeah. like, which Oscar is your favorite? Um, okay, so uh, I think my favorite Oscar that I had only lived to be level six. Um, he died in the stupidest way possible. Um, this is spoilers for the Return to the Temple of Elemental Evil, which is a module release for 3.5, uh, which sees your party return to the town of Homelets to address the uh, rising threat of Elemental Evil um, in Greyhawk, um, which involves you going to a place called the Moat House. Now, the Moat House is home to a blue dragon who I believe is an adult blue dragon. He might be like a young blue dragon or um they had like 13 different ages in three yeah yeah he was around there somewhere but uh we went there pretty much right away because it was our fourth playthrough of the module and um my party was instantly wiped out except for me and the monk played by my buddy jason um and my buddy jason started hightailing it out of there and being a monk he was getting quite far away but i was a barbarian i could keep up with him um but we were fighting a dragon so um Oscar did what Oscar does, and he insulted the dragon and then jumped into his mouth to distract him. <laughs> and that is that is what well, I, I yeah distract him from what? Because I assume indigestion. That is what I you to be yeah, eating anything else. Indigestion, indigestion. So uh, it was a TPK, obs. Um, and I just remembered the rest of my party going. So what were you hoping would happen? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I don't like that was the moment I truly channeled Oscar. 
and was just like, yeah, I'll jump in his mouth. That's the best idea I got right now. That's what I'm going to do. Great. Yeah, perfect. Well, he has not, from there. Yeah. And he has not had a better idea since. <laughs> um, he has fallen off of cliffs. He has gotten shot the second he boarded a ship. Um, he has been torn in half on multiple occasions. He once got greased up uh, like a pig at a, f- uh, a fair um, because he ate the uh, fair pig the night before in a drunken <laughs> stupor. Just hearing stories about Dan's life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially the greased up pig part. Yeah, yeah still probably. not the most shocking thing to happen with the Oscars, but that's fine. Uh, oh, there's there's been a lot. I've I've been actively holding back. So I, I joined Adam's campaign. Um, and he was like, okay, so Dan, just so you know, this is what I'm going to be calling side B, um, where we're kind of taking care of a lot of the backstory thing. But like the big dang heroes, the main characters of this novel of my campaign is going to be side A. I'm like, okay, cool. Then I won't play my barbarian because I want to play him for side A. Well, that was six fucking years ago. We're currently back on side B after taking a detour to side C. And and, and I'm playing a furball bard now. And it's been six years. And I'm like... Eventually, I'll get to play a barbarian in this campaign. We're just living in the unknown right now. Let's yeah. Be real. Yeah. Excellent. Hold on. Don't ever apologize for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. You got that right. <laughs> All right. The third question. Do you have a favorite race or in fifth edition now legacy to play? Furbolgs. Really? I, really? I, I love Furbolgs. They've surpassed that's, half-orcs. Man, I didn't expect, expect that. Um, and that's not just a flavor of the month thing. That's a genuine... That is a genuine genuine love for... A genuine and general love for Furbolgs. Uh, yes. The lore of them, the uh, kind of uh, folksy attitude to them, the our folksy flavor to them, the added uh, mechanical invisibility and detect magic at will and the ability to speak with plants and animals, but not as conversation like they just understand your intent when you speak to them that's sure. my favorite part yeah. where we're like oh what we want to talk to this thing we're like ah you're like yeah i can talk to it it can't talk back it's not going to talk back and i can't really do much i just get advantage on charisma checks versus it but right. okay yeah. um but yeah man furbolgs when i'm playing a furbolg i feel like i'm just playing myself nice so uh um yeah we need to get you a cow onesie is what you're saying yeah <laughs> you assume i don't have Several. Get the cow ones now. <laughs> yeah, you don't like where they're cut out. <laughs> There's only one you letter. Don't know <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Real quick. No, no, they're not cows. They're deer. They're no. They're 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 ungulates giants. of some sort, right? <laughs> no, no, no. They definitely have four stomachs. <laughs> they're not cows. They're deer. No, they are half giants <clears throat> who got stuck in the fey wild so long that the fey has slowly uh, not corrupted but has. Uh, influenced their evolution. Yeah. But they're kosher because they chew the cut. Sure. What's yes. your next question, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final question I've got for you from uh, user finisher 71119, whatever that is. When you're, What is your favorite character you're playing right now? Favorite character I'm playing right now? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, this is not going to be uh, Pazbrom Orbo, who is my furbolg bard. Um, it is not going to be... Uh, um, uh, Sal, who's my uh, Furbolg cleric. Yeah. Um, like a theme. How many characters? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I am us? running a campaign mm-hmm. that yeah. I just handed a bunch of NPCs to, and I get right. to play all those NPCs. Mm. Um, my favorite character I am playing right now... Galandar. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Fuck that elf. Uh, glad he's dead. Yes, please. Um, the... Uh, I think it's Craig... Oh, uh, Craig. So, Craig is a... Uh, Wait, hang on. Craig is an ogre. 
His name is uh, K-R-A-G. Um, his brother Craig died. But his brother... Uh, not brother. Not brother. Not yeah, brother. Not brother. That would be yeah. Craig, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, but he's an ogre, so it's Craig. Um, he... Uh, he gets, He's the guy... He's the oarsman on this boat. That... Uh, the Grey Wolf, which is my party's pirate ship. He's an oarsman. And, like, the oarsman. Now, when they first boarded the sh- uh, ship, there was another ogre down there whose name was Craig. C-R-A-I-G. It wasn't when he boarded the ship, but he liked Craig so much, he was like, we are the same. I am like you. I am Craig. Yeah, except one is Craig and one is Craig. Yes. He well, it gets spell. it gets better. That Craig got uh, stolen um, by a onkeg farm, dragged into a pit, got made undead, and then the party had to kill him. So the party had to kill new Craig. Because I'm, I'm a lovely DM. So, uh, a little bit while later, they were taking down a goblinoid pirate ship. And there was a goblin chucker on it that they killed all the goblins. And the goblin chucker went, oh, I guess I'm with you guys now. So, they got another ogre. And the ogre's name was something like, it was typical ogre. Yeah, like, it was something. Crawl neck or Doesn't something. Doesn't matter because it's not anymore. No, because yeah. he jumped on the ship and they're like, what's your name? New Craig. Okay. So, now I have Craig, Craig, and New Craig. And, uh, I love it. They're wonderful. They are, they're <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Uh, there's also another silver dragon named Kirthleon who, uh, exists solely to, uh, antagonize one of my players who I said, we're playing a pirate campaign. So we made a gold dragon paladin. Um, and I went, you're a dickhead. Here's, here's a, here's a ying to your yang. And it's just the most smarmy silver dragonborn. Oh, uh, like I would hate him. Oh, oh you, yeah. no, he is Solomon Duke. I modeled him directly after Solomon Duke. Really? Yeah. So he 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 is sitting there just and like I hate hitting you. on everybody. <laughs> I've said a couple mm-hmm. times that there's like a smell of coffee breath yeah. when when yeah. he speaks to Son them. Of so a bitch. so like yeah, I injected your character as a silver dragonborn into my campaign. Why silver? Because it would annoy you. I'm not even there. <laughs> no. You did it on the off chance that I would find <laughs> out one day. All right, I've got one Final question for me. Sure. And this is actually from me. If you could describe your time on the podcast using a scene from a movie, show, or an entire series or movie in itself, what would you pick and why? And I'm not going to allow you to use a princess bride in the scene where his life is being drained from him. I'm wondering why you haven't already (laughs) said that scene from Community where he comes back with a pizza and everything's on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of that, yeah. Um... No, I mean the podcast has been super rewarding. It's been lots of it's been lots of fun to do. Um, it's it has been incredibly stressful at times, and like uh, there's the six of us here, uh, but nobody really knows it as much as Adam does. Uh, we have Adam and I have sat across this table just screaming at each other for hours on end because of direction of the podcast or of a specific show, and. Um, it kind of strengthened our friendship through the process and which is something that could have severed friendships. Mm. Um, and it didn't, it strengthened. Um, so when I think of, um, there, there's so many scenes I could think of right now of like, um, two people going through a trial and then becoming friends Mm. or, or a group of people going through a trial and becoming really good friends. Um, and the one that's sticking out in my mind right now, and this is probably going to be like, I'm trying, I'm trying to find a better one because it's Harry Potter and I don't want to use it because it's Harry Potter, (laughs) but the redemption arc of Sirius Black, Mm. um, and like his friendship with Lupin 
and and stuff like that. Like that's how I kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you had this big trial, you had this big thing to overcome, and um, people were refined and uh, goals were clarified through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's my sappy answer. You didn't choose Samwise and Frodo for that same thing. Wait, actually, who's <laughs> Samwise? Who's Frodo? Oh, oh, I am Frodo. He is Samwise. Hmm. Sure, I love potatoes. I mean, both of you love potatoes. Yeah, let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Probably too much. (laughs) All right. Hold on. Before we wrap up with Brad, Dan, what's one final thing you want to say to Brad about your time together on the podcast? I hope you're ready because I will abandon this campaign and leave it in your hands too. Uh, For a third time because everything has to come in threes. Uh, (laughs) No. um, uh, (laughs) Everything comes in threes is the name of your sex. You got to speak up. Sometimes there's things where Megan and I were like, yeah, we get, we get it. it. No one else gets it. Um, but, no, but seriously, man, like I, you have endured so much kind of shitty circumstance when it comes to the podcast. Um, your very first episode is probably the lowest <laughs> quality audio of yeah. any episode we've ever posted. And, and fuck if we tried. And we, and yeah. Uh, and, but you stuck around. Um, you've been a great, uh, brother in Christ through all this process, uh, which is something I do treasure. So I do thank you for that. Um, but also it's, it's good to have someone I could kind of look across the table with and be like, Hey, three kids suck sometimes. Hey, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, so you have been incredible to have on the podcast for your kind of new player new dm and uh perspective you can't qualify for those anymore because you are now a seasoned veteran of the dungeons and dragons game and any sort of down talking to your capabilities i will refuse because you are a fantastic dm a fantastic player i love having you at my table um even my puns you are a fantastic player. <laughs> fantastic. Pause. <laughs> it's a deep breath for me. <laughs> you named your character Thundar, and you're a fucking storm source. Oh, God. Anyways. Oh. Brad. Yes. If this was the last time you ever speak to Dan about the podcast or Dungeons & Dragons, what would you say to him? Don't you dare leave me with another campaign. <laughs> If you're not playing D&D anymore and I'm not talking to you, it means you're leaving me with the campaign. <laughs> oh, All right, let's uh, let's shift over to Megan. Yay, me! I'm a great person. You're stoked, right? Uh, yeah, sure. I, it, I'm worried about the big notebook. I don't know what you're talking about. I did, I did Ignore notice the, the notebook, notebook please. I notice notebook. <laughs> I'd take notes for this. Okay, as Megan gets ready, what I want to point out, something that both of you have done well, before I forget later, is... When we started this, the three of us, and I said, I think I said to you, Adam, originally, I was like, hey, I'm kind of thinking about starting a podcast, blah, 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 and then you kind of introduced me to this idea. I meant, like, a a disorganized, shooting the shit, whatever, I'll just talk stupid podcast. And it was a few months in before I really realized, oh, shit, you two mean, like, a podcast podcast. Like, it was structured, and there was all those schedules and all kinds of shit. And, uh, like, you, the both of you have really taken this thing off. Much more than I even ever imagined it would be. It fucking breaks my heart. It took a month to figure out there was a schedule. <laughs> How are you shocked by this? Yeah. We're three and a half years in. I don't think he has figured it out. Yeah. Like, he didn't even look at how many people were coming tonight. He thought it was just going to be the three of you. There was like breakdowns and talking about how many. Oh no, like I'm just going to talk into a microphone about whatever I want and then every now and again go anywhere else. In, in all fairness to Terry, when uh, because of the pandemic, which has probably 
It's me trying not to cry. Uh, <laughs> um, because of the pandemic, which which really took a lot of the wind out of our sails for a little bit there, but we switched over to doing distance recording with a lot of it, and we got to Zoom, and I got to see business Terry like I've never seen him. Before. Oh yeah, yeah. Like we'll sit totally down, different. and if I am five minutes late, like if we're recording at seven thirty and it's seven thirty-five, and I haven't hit the record button, Terry sitting there going, "Chop, chop, Dan." Come on, yeah. time's a wasting. We got things to do. You you're said seven thirty. Dan, that's, you're and, on mute. And that's, <laughs> I know we have to move on, so I won't stick on this much longer. But that's honestly because that is what my day to day is like. Like so, every time you guys are like, you know, like making fun, like Terry's not that organized and stuff. I'm like, you guys don't see me from seven till seven. You no, 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 seven thirty. You're unclenching when you're doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. and that's what I mean when I said about how it was like a podcast podcast. Because for me, it's like the end of my day. I'm like, I'm not exactly politically correct and i'll kind of just throw and i'm just i'm just venting and unwinding but yeah like during the day i'm like you're late get a grip <laughs> <laughs> it happens when you live a corporate life versus yeah. an, an actual entertaining life that's on the right other yeah. end, so all right it's my turn though so everybody shut up <laughs> all right dan first question also from finisher can we just say finisher as many times as we uh, yeah want? finisher <laughs> no, nope <laughs> <laughs> shut up um, do you have any preferences between DMing or being a player and why? If you had asked me before the podcast, hundred percent being a player every day of the week, mm. uh, DMing was a chore. Uh, DMing was something I had to do so that I could get together with my friends and play a game that I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I would rather play, but I didn't, none of my other friends were trustworthy in that, uh, goal. Um, which it, which I mean, some of my friends listen to this and they're probably getting offended, but like that's that's not a slight. Like we were all going yeah, through. Fuck my you, stuff. short guy. I don't know which one that is, but <laughs> that Johnny. That's okay. Yeah, he short he specifically Johnny. Johnny. Short kings. Now. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Short kings. No, but like I, I, I have my friends all had a very different style of playing, and we've said at length in the podcast that I grew up at a very tactical table. We were very much I'll throw my numbers against your numbers and come out on top. Right. Um, the fun of D&D was more character builds than story arcs. Hmm. And one of my friends was fantastic because he he's the most stubborn person I know. And uh, shout out to Russ. He he's the only person other than Adam I have gotten to a level 20 campaign with more than once. Um, so uh, and it's it just out of sheer stubbornness out of his part. So like we played a very tactical game. So if you ask me before the podcast, before even even during when we were playing and I joined your game, Adam, um, which I prefer being a player. I now have a lot of fun DMing and world building. I have players who are actively asking questions about my world. And I'm like, I don't know, I'll make it up. And then instantly either forget it or write it down and it becomes canon. Um, like the world not being flat. Like the, the world is flat, Brad. Fuck off. Uh, making <laughs> me regret having you at my table. <laughs> My world is a disc world. It is flats with hard edges. Like you know what? I love that for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so <laughs> now I love being a player. It when I get the opportunity to stretch that narrative muscle, which I get at Adam's table, fantastically. Um, but gun to my head, I would love to DM, and I would love to DM a group of engaged players. Yeah, you know it's fair. Like, yeah, it's yeah. fired. <laughs> I think we've ever been at the table where it's been like a one shot or like a very short lived mm-hmm. campaign. Out of all of y'all, it's only Adam I've been in a long term game. Oh yeah, with, but mm-hmm. Adam will make you cry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've cried in many of those games. <laughs> Fuck I, you, Adam. <laughs> by the way, you weren't at the last session. Your character lost uh, 
three maximum hit points. Oh, yeah, you lost three maximum hit points. <laughs> and you weren't even there. Wait till you hear what happened to Tobol. Huh? I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> You think it. it's not a lot, but it will be one mm. day. One day you'll go to zero when you could have gone to three. Uh, I missed one fucking session. You guys fucking wrecked my character. <laughs> Don't you have questions that. to ask? I do. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. okay. You guys fucking wrecked me. That's what you said. <laughs> 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 fucking fucking wrecked me, bud. <laughs> I can make you when I get upset, my Canadian accent comes out. Can you fuck off? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> okay, everybody, calm down. Out of the three pillars, which is your favorite to run as a DM? Combat. Yeah? yeah. Actually? Actually. Really? Oh, okay. Um, you play this table. I I love very dynamic combat encounters. There's combat always stress. something going on with mm. combat. Um, yeah, combat. Okay. Uh, I the why? Um, one, I know the I've got such I've got a good enough grasp on the bound accuracy where if like I need to throw together a random combat in the moment, I can and just be like, eh, it's about a CR five. Okay, this thing has a plus eight to hit and go okay. right. Um, so it, running combat's kind of easy, and I can focus on a lot of the periphery things while I do it. Um, and it's it's it is the easiest for me to go to. Okay. Wow, yeah. combat stresses me. So mm. that's no. uh, you're doing well. Yeah, get the crack into it. Just wait for me to open this Sleeman Clear 2.0. Oh, God. Sponsor oh, wow. us. Sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, please sponsor us. There's a throwback. No. I haven't done one of those in a while. Only 80 calories. I want a bourbon mm, sponsor. And it tastes delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fresh, crisp mountain morning. Mm. This episode brought to you by Eagle Rare Bourbon. Mm. Please sponsor. What's the slogan? Kentucky Street Bourbon. <laughs> drink it. Kentucky straight bourbon. Just drink it. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of... Yeah, okay. Oh, Whatever. boy, now. Nah. Oh, America. Okay, then to finish that off, uh, out of the three pillars, which is your favorite to do as a player? As a player? Yeah. Social. Okay. Yeah. Um, or, I can see that. No, actually, wait. Expl- uh, exploration? I love puzzles. I love I love it when Adam looks at me with utter derision because I can't figure out a puzzle he pulled from a, like, from like two help book. Damn, he just... Just hit record. Why is this hard? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, uh, it's... Puzzle of life. <laughs> it's the look Dan gives me when I'm his player, yeah. and mm. he gives me a simple social encounter, and I go, was I supposed to catch a hint there? Was yeah. there... <laughs> Did you need me to cry? Need me to scream? Like, what do you need? Well, what were you expecting from yeah. me? I'm uh, crap at all of it. So yeah, I understand. You are fantastic at the social encounters. Like, I I, I love your NPCs. Okay, you can Thanks, pump Terry's Dan. tires later. <laughs> you can pump Terry later. <laughs> You're right there, man. I think I broke her. <laughs> I'm incredibly insecure, so anytime you can talk. That makes all of us. That checks out. No. <laughs> all but one. Okay, sorry. I had to get my one Dan cough out, I guess. <laughs> Am I going to have to cough by the end of this episode? 100%. It's been a while. You turn your I've already been a while. Please rescue us from this man. Yeah. Okay, so I know the kind of know the answer to this question, but I'm interested to hear the answer. Have you been in a game with a Tarask? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> several. You, were you the DM or the player, and how did it go? Uh, never well, and the player. Um, yeah, never well. Uh, the Tarask is one of those threats in the game where you don't fight the Tarask, you run from the Tarask. And the Tarask isn't a combat encounter. The Tarask is a, a exploration or skill challenge, and you get the fuck away. If it ever is a combat encounter, you're playing D&D wrong and I hate your table. 
That's how you're going to leave them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, honestly, like, there what are if several... brand new players, which this podcast is, you know, it's just to educate. No if they're brand new players, them. you shouldn't be fighting a Trask. Yeah. You shouldn't... It, it's a CR28? 30. It's a CR30? It, it's one yeah. of the three thirties. So, like, why? <laughs> oh, no, we have more 30s than that now. We got great worms and shit. Uh, a lot of the great worms are, like, 28, 29. A lot of us came from... The uh, chromatic is a 30. The came from Final Fantasy backgrounds, and we feel like that we can just melee. Yeah, yeah I feel like I can just run up there with a special attack of some kind. I yep. roll to hit, and I'm like, I assume that's 9,000. Is my GF not coming out of nowhere and helping hit, me with this? Hit the a limit break. Where's right? Shiva? Come on. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Nerds. Um, no, it... The, it's the, Bahamut, the... and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's It's... Yeah, I, I love the Trask. I love the threat it has. But Adam calls it the mountain that moves in the campaign. Mm. And uh, that thing has straight up leveled capital city sized squ- square footage of land. Yeah. So uh, it is, it's not something you fight. It's something you run away from. It's something you mitigate. It is a challenge. You never kill it. Yeah, but who'd win now? The Trask and King Kong. That's what I want the Trask. <laughs> <Yes>. 100%. <laughs> Up for debate. Up for debate. I don't. I don't think it is. Up for debate. What's, what's the CR of a giant eight? Next question. Four. Seventy thousand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The final question for me is for me. Okay. And I would like the record to show that I did write down. Will you make me custom furniture? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in the book. Fantastic. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I. I have been looking longingly at like. Pardon? Whoa! Whoa! Okay. whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's my going. saws, you imbeciles. Uh, oh, man, you didn't go with tools? <laughs> or lumber? Almost. Like, almost. come on. Almost. No, lumber's too. Lumber's Can expensive. I uh, <laughs> like, I won't touch In- you anything. <laughs> Please don't touch <laughs> But I have an actual question. I have an actual yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. What is your favorite host combo to work with and why? And please... Hurt feelings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get a real question. It's so sad. Let's Kyle, you should turn this off now. <laughs> we know James doesn't listen anyway. Yeah, so we're just good. Yeah. Um, Depends whether or not you want a structured, organized conversation. You want absolute fucking chaos, or you want... No, it depends on how much he wants to make Brad do his prep for him. Yeah. Mm. yeah I literally was about to be like, well, Brad, because then I don't have to prep. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, Forgotten my, Realms was fun. Oh, those I want to hear this answer from everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of. Um, well, my well, my wait pre- till I kick them off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> my my preferred team to run with, and I will probably hurt people at the table here, is legit the OG three. I, I love with Adam and Terry. It's. Are it's, you sure? We've got. <laughs> It was a good year where I was a fucking nightmare. Like, longer than a year there, but um, I was having a hard time and I was venting in the wrong place. Trust me, I edited those edited those episodes. Hey, I'm man. aware. Um, Life will get you. You grew up. You're okay now. Well, well uh, yeah, I overcame no, the so, many so fucking challenges. There, there was. When you initially joined on, Adam and I had gone through like six months of planning a like just me and him podcast for a little while. And then of your own accord, you mentioned, hey, I've been thinking about doing a podcast about D&D. What do you guys think? To me and Adam after our D&D game, we Mm. looked at each other and went, what if? That's the thing we're missing. That's the thing we're missing. Because we needed a smarmy (laughs) British man to do it. So I'm a British man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm basically Canadian now. Um, you weren't then. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, back then it was Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. It wasn't English, I'll tell you that. 
Back then it was a Dan don't do an Irish accent. That's what it was. Uh, so there's, there's... Still offensive, Dan. Yeah, well, it's because it turns into Jamaican halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good transition. That has a change. So it, it's, it's the OG3, uh, mostly because it's a security blanket. It, you guys, I, I have no issues uh, at all in front of a mic with the two of you guys. Um, really with the six of us here, I mean, Dave keeps touching me during the podcast and that needs to stop. And yeah. Megan keeps burping and you guys don't have to smell it. <laughs> um, the image of grace. Is you guys great. do so well. I still get nervous doing this. I lose my words. I bumble over what I'm saying, and I'm you know it's difficult. That's why I drink. Oh yeah, That's why we all drink. I gotta drive home. Oh, all right. Well, now that you've called out Megan's breath, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Let I'm me ask find you. Find someone now. <laughs> what is? What is now? one? <laughs> 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 take. I almost spit on the mic. Sedan. <laughs> What's one final thing you want to say to Megan about your time together on the podcast? About our time together on the podcast? Um, no, Dan. About her breath. <laughs> <laughs> I've said all I need to. Uh, no, uh, Megan, the, you brought something, and, and I, I don't know the politically correct way to put this. You brought something to the table that, that. We, that we desperately needed, and it was a female perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, having a bunch of, having a bunch of straight white dudes, um, across the table, uh, yelling about obscure rules in a book, um, would have only gotten us so far. You came in at just the right time. And I love the amount of charisma you've brought in the humor you've brought into the podcast. I mean, um, and the amount of effort, there's not a lot of people who are, uh, I'm going to burn bridges. I, I have cop- uh, alcohol. Um, there's not a lot of people who put in the amount of work that you do when we, when we call on you to be part of the podcast, it's not, does not go unnoticed. And we are very, very thankful when it came to the mob episodes, you were, uh, funny. The two of you were the really, really reliable ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terry? Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> are we yeah. I'm going to point something out. I've like never been late. Or anything? I no, guess. you've uh, you've been late once, but there was like a really good reason for you to. I am like, you you called us like fifteen minutes beforehand saying, guys, I I cannot get there, hmm. right? And that, that wasn't time, late. Though. Hold that on, hold on, no show. Hold on. There was the time that I called Terry and he had just gotten to the gym, and I'm like, where the fuck are you? We're recording right now. Go oh on. yeah, yeah. There was that. <laughs> the one that time. was the one. Time. Yeah. But like, uh, awesome. there there you have Megan. You have been a. Uh, stalwart friend and co-host on the podcast even outside of the podcast you've been a great friend i treasure your friendship i hate this um like it's okay all right right. and i very alike in some ways all right hold on then megan this is the last time that you ever speak to dan about the podcast or DD. what would you say to him so and i think that it's funny that you say my reliability and things is something that you cherish um, because I feel like when I started playing D&D with you folks, um, I was in a very, very negative space and I'm going to get real. I'm really <sighs> okay. okay. Right. <laughs> so when I first found this group to play D&D with, I was in a very large transition in my life. And I've told this story a few times on the podcast, but it was a lot darker than most people think. The thing about Dan was that I think that he is a very natural empath that kind of understood unnaturally when I as a person required a little bit more than other folks. So in playing at the table, if I was not my best, Dan was the kind of person that would pick you up. 
or take over or take charge. Because Adam was an asshole and made my character the captain of the team. And sometimes that was not what I wanted to do. <laughs> so Megan would look at me to help and I would shoot her leg off. <laughs> but you're very good at noticing things at the table to pick that energy up and fix the issue in a sense to keep the table going in a positive direction. And that's something that I picked up on early in playing D&D with you. When it came to the podcast, and this is something that actually happened recently, it was my first time I came to a podcast and I did not prep appropriately um, because I missed a section I was supposed to read. So, and that has never happened to me. I, I don't enjoy that at all. I'm a very organized person. It kind of stressed me out a little bit, but I'm a person of natural anxiety. And so when it happened, I had an anxiety attack and luckily enough, it was over Zoom. So Brad was able to take a walk and go take a beverage. Um, but Dan sat with me and waited until I figured my shit out. And I read my shit, put it together, and I and I was able to get through the episode. It, it was offered to cancel. It was offered to do things. It was offered to just change it. And I said, no, I need to get through this. We're going to do it. And Dan sat with me. It, like, on Zoom. Don't get me wrong. But, like, <laughs> but he didn't leave. He just kind of sat there and, like, worked with me through it. And then we got through the episode and everything was fine. Yeah. There are not many people that will take that time and take that patience. And it's something that I've always appreciated about you and your friendship is the fact that you are a natural empath that can pick up on people's emotions and be able to navigate and course through it, even though I know that you are a person of anxiety as well. Yeah, it's part of the reason why. I know. <laughs> that, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. <laughs> That's my emotions for the day I'm done. <laughs> All right. More, more bourbon. Yes, please. Yeah, me too. Apparently, what we're doing in this episode, episode 200, is crying. And drinking. And drinking. Maybe it doesn't have emotions. Those go together, though, don't they? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. No one's really cried good yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. Wait, I'm in for Terry. He was sitting there hiding his face a minute ago. <laughs> I know I he didn't even have to talk yeah, yet. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Dave. You've got some questions for Dan. Yeah, why? We actually have oh. an episode <laughs> called, Why Dan? Oh. <laughs> no, this is Dan Why. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've come full circle. It's time to leave. Uh, is, is that actually the question? No, no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got, I've got uh, some from Finisher, whatever the number is. 7119. That's the one. Uh, Numbers, what's your guys. favorite type of monster to fight against as a player? Uh, favorite type of monster to play against as a, to fight against as a player. Yeah. If you say kobolds, our friendship is over and I take everything back. No, this is type. This okay. is type. <laughs> um, and it's not dragons. I, I dislike fighting dragons in 5e. They're, they're bland and boring. Um, unless the DM does work. Uh, my favorite type of monster to fight against in Dungeons and Dragons is... I hate undead. I'm sick and tired of undead. I want mon uh, monstrosities and aberrations. Yeah. Uh, monstros monstrosities and aberrations is my answer. And they're equal. Mostly because of the weird. Like, uh, they don't get enough of a highlight, in my opinion, uh, for, like, iconic D&D-isms. But, like, a beholder beast. Uh, sorry, a beholder. Nope. A displacer, displacer beast, beast. <laughs> and a beholder are like some of my favorite monsters in DD. I'm literally going to be getting a tattoo of a beholder at some point in time. So uh there is You're gonna put a tentacle monster on your body. Another one. <laughs> Phenomenal. Oh. Yes, yes, but <laughs> not, not the god-given tentacle monster. But, on his but body. this one won't walk away at the end of the experience. Hey oh. Hey oh <laughs> just be aware. That while you know what it is, it will be creepy to most people. You have to be prepared to take that on for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why you okay. get it over your whole stomach. I already so have a forearm tattoo that is a mostly naked man, so I will be okay. Hey, me too. Hey. hey. Yours is from a video game. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> 
guy's a cool tattoo. Uh, next question, Dan, can I be the one to put the tattoo on you? <laughs> that was not the question. No, it's not the question. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite type of monster to run as a DM? Favorite type of monster to run as a DM? Monstrosities and aberrations. For the same reason? That's great. Um, for, the, for the same reason. Uh, I get to amp up the weird. I also like ghosts. Anything I could really ramp up the weird, like, Japanese horror stuff with, like, spastic movements and, and uh, uh, unpredictability. Those are the encounters I love playing and running against my players as often as I can. What about Mimic Colonies? Uh, I like running Mimic Colonies uh, not only for pandering reasons. Shit, is that what we are right now? Yeah. 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 We're all mimics. Yeah. Um, No. No. (laughs) Not even a name for You know what I hate? I don't know if it's a question. What my least favorite thing to do is boat combat. Can't fucking stand it. I'm doing a pirate campaign. Kill me now. It's fine because you're on the boat. I'm honestly thinking about ways to destroy this boat and get them on an island for an extended period of time. Fire Dan. Because I'm sick and tired of boats. Have you considered a TPK? (laughs) Dragon Turtle. Yes to all. (laughs) Have you never... Fire breathing dragon turtle that turns into a TPK. Yes. Yes. What is your favorite specific monster to fight against as a player? Beholder. Really? What? Yeah. Hold on, I'm taking notes. I have PTSD. Um, yeah, I Me have too. never, I have never fought against a beholder that didn't utterly engage me in the fight. Mm. Beholders have so many tools in that pouch that they could just pull to do. Like their their eye rays are just so varied that you never know what to expect from them. Um, as a DM, I'm certain this will be the next question. As a DM, beholders. Uh, they are... That is the next question, yeah. yeah. I, I see the trend. Yeah, right. um, I've been with, doing this with Adam for a long time. I see how he's built these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they are, as a DM, they're lots of fun because you're never hindered. The anti-magic makes your players have to think about their abilities without having to rely on their magic items. Mm-hmm. The the eye rays, you could do anything from, uh, you know, set that guy to, on fire to throw that guy across the room to just turn that guy to dust. Like, I I, I, I love it all. Um, that's really insightful. I thought that they were just guard dogs, like in the movie. <sighs> oh, that's the eye roll oh, I was going it. for. You found right, it. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> Fuck the Dungeons and Dragons movie. There's another one soon. There is. I'm with so Chris excited. Pine. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Pine's all right. And a TV show. One of the Chris's. One of the Chris's. One of the sexy Chris's and Ryan's. Mm. All right, Dan. Last question is from me. Of all the things that you've done in the podcast, what did this open up for you? What did you learn from this experience? What did, what was your biggest takeaway? And not just like with your, you know, friendship with Adam and that kind of thing, but like as a, as a DM, as a player. Um, <laughs> Do I, go the last I one? have a thing with you question. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Dan. <laughs> yeah, there it was. There you go. Um, uh, funny enough, the thing I learned the most about the podcast was confidence. Hmm. Um, going into it, I had, I had desires of being the guy behind the mic um, I was always the bass player who stood, you know, beside the spotlight, never in it. Um, I don't do well when I am the center of attention. Oh my God. Do you remember year one, Carrie, when you and I were trying to get Dan Aww. to just speak up and, and have charisma? It's fine. It's okay to do a commercial spot, Dan. Everybody wants to hear what you have to say. Your opinion matters. Terry used to say that shit every week for like the first 20 episodes. Wow. And then we turn around and talk about semen segues. Fuck that oh, episode. but but you know what? I can't remember much of this. It's like it's been uh, like a 
Uh, it's been a few years. It's been so suppressed or something. <laughs> Did you say semen segues? Yes. Oh. Is that a segue about like no, like, no. A segue that runs wait, on semen. We were, it's the episode we don't talk about. Guys, we're uh, trying to find our. My voice. last episode cannot have this patina on it. <laughs> Please, it's it is now. Like, All right. Really? This is where you draw so the line. I think you're fantastic on this mic. I really do. Like you're so organized. You're very structured in how you speak. Your cadence. You're very clear. I even if you're making up words. But, uh, but what's great. my favorite made-up word that I've done on the podcast? I don't know. I, We're I, asking the questions. Dan. I think it might be potentiality because it's not a fucking made-up word. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> in our defense, everybody else on the planet thought it was a made-up word, <laughs> and I in still our, don't believe. In our it. defense, Dan thought it was a made-up word <laughs> until he looked it up and was pleasantly surprised himself. Yeah, yeah. I think he just got lucky. This bourbon is great. So, Dan. What's one final thing you want to say to Dave about your time together on the podcast? Time together on the podcast? Um, of people around this table, Dave, I've known you best the longest. Yeah, like 30 years. It's been about 30 years, yeah. yeah. Um, you have been a good friend through Scouts. You've been a good friend through uh, life. Um, uh, it was a natural fit to have you on the podcast. Um, and you... Took it and ran with it. Uh, Eberron is, in my opinion, one of the best things we've ever done. And it's something I had no part of. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it, Dave. There we go. Fuck gets no. <laughs> but uh, honestly, Eberron, uh, the covering of Eberron and touring the multiverse was genius. Un, un, like, this is, this is just fact. It is... No exaggeration. It is brilliant. Every single minute of that is glorious. And um, you did the lion's share of the work on that. And I want you to know that whenever we plan an episode and we're sitting there going, okay, we need somebody to actually pull some heavy leg work on this one to to uh, dig deep in some research, you are trusted with that. You are one of the guys we go to, right? Because you showed that you could manage it when it came to Eberron. And I have unfettered access to all of the D&D books that you guys have. Yes. <laughs> I straight up, yeah, yeah, I straight up gave you my uh, crate of 3.5 yeah. books, which, which I mean, could sink a small Navy. So legitimately, like it took me multiple trips to the car to get them home. Yeah, I had a few. Yeah. If this is the last time that you ever speak to Dan about the podcast or D&D, what do you want to say to him? Oh, geez. Um... If it wasn't for you, okay, I have to lay this out, okay? Uh, I like RPGs, and it wasn't until 5th edition, which, I mean, I started, when I was on the podcast, I started playing 3.5. I swapped halfway through, right? Yeah. And uh, now I'm playing Call of Cthulhu. We've done a couple of uh, little things with us. Uh, we're doing another thing on Fridays now uh, that we don't really talk about too much here. But, I mean, I play on Thursday nights. That you got to clarify. No, no, There's just a lot of slapping skin. There's, yeah. <laughs> hey, there are leather pants. There are. There are. Yeah. And but, furniture involved? <laughs> I mean, yes. Okay, fair. We need to sit on something, Megan. God, we're not I animals. Mean, well, well, we, we sit pieces. on each other, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then I do I do my regular group on Thursdays. I do Call of Cthulhu on Fridays. Uh, we do our sessions on Sundays, and I record hopefully at least once a week. Don't schedule me for more. It's not open permission, and it's all because of you. I wouldn't have started playing D and D if it wasn't because of sitting in your basement with Nick and Adam and them. Yeah. And let me be honest, the first time I even played, I've said it multiple times. You killed us all. Yeah. With your stupid fireball, right? No, uh, it was a torch. 
Was it torch in the spider webs? No, it was, a, it, was, it was a fireball. I'm fairly sure it was a fireball. Hey, was, the kill in our campaign was also with a fireball. Right? So a I, I have a favorite go-to. Yeah. yeah. So the... I mean, I wouldn't have met Brad if it wasn't for this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met Terry or Megan if it was because of this. Uh, you regret that, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> How very fucking dare. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's it's really a defining point. Like, it's something that I do a lot of when my friends think of me. It's one of the things they think of. And it's because of you. And thanks. Oh, Dave. Just... All right, Terry. Fucking Terry, up. we're gonna bring it down. You love, you love the heartache. You've said it over and over and over again. Yeah. So this is the direction we're heading now. All right. You have some questions for Dan? Yeah. Let's start off light, Dan. All right. Okay. Uh, what is another RPG system you like outside of D and D Fifth Edition? Uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Um, I I don't like Pathfinder. Uh, Brad, I know that's what you were thinking. I was hoping just yeah, for uh, Adam's chagrin. Um, I have, I've actually recently tried to go back to Pathfinder yeah, and hard no. fucking pass. I can't deal with it now. There's just too much. Good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Vampire, uh, which is a completely different, but it is a D10 based system, um, was a lot of fun. Call of Cthulhu's system is also kind of a D10 system. Um, it's a percentage system, so you use D10s for that. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun and easy to uh, handle. However, I find Call of Cthulhu kind of lacking in the direction. Too much is left to up in the air for the players to kind of decide, I'm going to roll this now. It, I, yeah, you really need to have the right players. You to need to have the right yeah. players for Call of Cthulhu. Vampire was... I have nothing but good memories from playing Vampire really? Masquerade. Yeah. And it's a sex game, right? Yes, yes I believe it, so. It, it, We've established that multiple times yeah, on this podcast. Where Dan walks in masquerading I mean, like, as a vampire, sparkly as hell. Phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's just, baby, I want to suck your blood. I mean, I, I did there. straight up <laughs> I did straight up go through a vampire phase in high school. and It was Twilight. Uh, no, it was not. Out. It was before this. But, it was Blade. Uh, it was Blade. It actually was Blade. Uh, yeah. I knew it was a um, sex thing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad got me a My dad got me a book that is the historical uh, treatises on, on vampires and like the, all of their historic uh, historical references. Wait. And, which history are we talking about? Uh, all of it. It's it's a like no. I mean like real life. Two thousand. Yeah, like yeah. real life mentioning of uh, oh, right, vampires okay. or cannibalism or things like that. And he handed it to me and went, "I hope this doesn't start anything in you, but there <laughs> you go. Did. I know and you it, like vampires." And, and I went, we "Sweet!" And I read it front to back probably twice. Uh, I I know vampire shit. Um, I love vampires. They're one of my favorite monsters in D and D outside of aberrations and shit but uh i have a character that's a vampire now and it tickles me um wow what? yeah there it is again. <laughs> so thanks dad right yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks dad for awakening so thanks dad but, but being able I to never play i thought dan would have daddy issues until today <laughs> <laughs> oh wait till next episode oh, <laughs> oh we can talk about you now yeah, yeah. he's gone no oh, accountability on our part <laughs> moving forward oh shit yeah. we know you won't listen terry dan do you enjoy video games, and do you have a favorite yeah. game that you are playing right now? Uh, do I enjoy video games? Less now than I used to, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, I find video games now as... Uh, they always come with guilt now. With guilt? Oh, guilt. Like, so you shouldn't be doing I that, feel right? like there's there's something uh, more Me productive too. I could yeah. be doing, something more uh, worth my time I could be doing. 
And this is coming what? from a guy. Yeah. Did you just yeah. ruin video games for me? I know what they, you mean. Like they, you feel there, that. there is, there is like, I, I met my wife on World of Warcraft. I um, had a weekly gaming night with, with a bunch of my friends. Uh, and like, we've tried to kind of rekindle that weekly gaming night. And it just, everything kind of falls flat. I've, I've tried um, a lot of like heavy plot, high difficulty level games. Like I tried getting into uh, Dark Souls, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I don't have the, f- I don't have the pay. Like, give me plot, give me the story. I don't care how hard the game is. I will run games on the easiest possible difficulty just so I can get through the story because I don't want the challenge. Games are a release; they are a moment for me to escape. I don't want to feel challenged by it because there's enough challenge in my life. And Dark Souls is the game you chose. I said it was a mistake. And I <laughs> very, very large mistake. Um, but uh, if there are games I do enjoy, it is games where I get to build and games where I get to be creative within them. And right now, at, uh, Valheim um, is a lot of fun. I play Minecraft with my kids and I haven't had as much fun playing video games with anybody as much as I do playing Minecraft with my kids. As frustrating as it gets sometimes when my son fills my house full of dirt. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, so am I playing video games right now? When I get a chance, yes. Uh, what games am I playing? I'm playing Guild Wars 2. I'm playing Final yes. Fantasy 14. Yeah. Um, is it good? Has it got a good battle system? I haven't tried it. I dislike Final Fantasy 14, but I have so many friends that are all like, you just have to get through the first bit, Dan. That was my that problem I, too. I never got through the first <laughs> bit. That, <laughs> that, that I gotta try to times. get through the first bit. Bounced off it three times. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm currently on bounce number four. Yeah, I yeah. haven't gotten for four yet. Yeah. Get there. Dan, what is your favorite school of magic? Oh, shit. Evocation. That was a very evil smile. Wow. Oh, nobody can see we the, ju- like, the oh, eyebrow. Yeah. Like, got, we like, just discussed how he's killed at least two tables with fireballs. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> legit. <laughs> no, what? No. Legit evocation. Um, your, your stereotypical, quintessential uh, wizards throw fireballs. They stand over top of the cliff overlooking the battlefield raining arcane death on the enemy. And I love that. The the wizards that are all like sneaky with their enchantments or their illusion magic, um, the, the wizards who are lazy with their uh, divination or even abjuration magic, like I, I, they don't, they don't hit me the same way. If there was a second, it would be illusion because just because of the versatility of illusion magic. Right. But uh, there's there's just a very special. I mean, my favorite class in the game is barbarian. Why? Because it's very very simple. It is it it its goal in combat is to close the distance and make you rue the day at close the distance. Evocationists don't have to close the distance; they have to maintain the distance. Right. <laughs> so I I I yeah, evocation beauty, love it. Uh, do you like module like progression driven style D and D games or more open world sandbox style? Open world sandbox, but there must be a goal. Right. Direction. Uh, there must be some direction, right? It's not just willy-nilly, okay, where are you guys going next, right? Um, it's, uh, you guys have a choice of three places. Where are we going? What are we doing? Just so the DM's not, like, scrambling last minute to try to cover. Right. Like, oh, you guys are going to Blackridge now. Shit. Okay. Um, I, have some, I have some reading to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Saying you can go anywhere is just like saying you're going nowhere. Exactly, yeah. right? Uh, so... Um, but modules are far too constraining. Um, I had an incident with a... Mo- uh, well, is there another module-related question coming up here? No. Okay. Uh, then I'll <laughs> tell this story now. I had a module-related incident where I had a player um, want to engage in romance with one of the characters from the module. And I hadn't read ahead in the module 
to fully flesh out who this character was. Right. You find out four modules later that she's actually like a really elderly woman. And that is an active plot point in the campaign. By the time we got to that, they were already, they've gone on dates. They've like, there's been some romancing. Oh, no. And, and First time, right? Oh, no. <laughs> don't, don't, don't kink shame, right? Yeah. Don't don't kink shame. But like, I, I had to turn to my player and be like, listen, it's a plot point. She's dying of old age. Uh, I, I don't know what to do with this. And my, my player got really, really upset and was like, you could have just read ahead and figured out who this was. And I'm like, it's hidden in a page in the middle, like... How would I have known unless I read the entire book a bunch of times? Right. Um, so I don't like how they are so constrained to that. Um, I feel that 5e has done a little bit better because a lot of their modules are less constrained like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this, by the way, was Cauldron, the, the module I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. One of the clerics in the town is is an, is an elderly lady. Now that's your warning. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Don't fall in love with the elderly I, cleric. I love the story. I love the inspiration that you get from modules. Um, and I love stealing from modules for plot points and puzzles and maps and shit like that. But uh, running a module cover to cover, I don't see me doing again anytime soon. Not your style. I like no. to steal from them as well. I just like to advocate that we should be kink shaming more. By the no, way, uh, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> this, is why this, people, this is why there's people going out doing ridiculous things, Megan, because we're all going. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's not fine. fine. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Point where it's not <laughs> no, ridiculous it's things like what, Cherry? No, no. We're not no. getting into this. <laughs> not this, this is the last time I have some sort of control. What's the, the point next? where it's not? I'm going to kick it off again. I'm going to say, hey, there's a certain point where we got to stop people from doing stuff, okay? <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. You, you ended up combing shit out of your hair, didn't you? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where did all this rainbow-colored fluff come from? What's the, what's the, what's the Eddie, Eddie Murphy nope. joke? Uh, oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, a bear and a rabbit are shitting in the woods. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. bear turns to the rabbit and goes, hey, you ever had trouble with uh, shit sticking to your fur? Rabbit goes, no. So the bear wiped his ass with the rabbit? Yep. That's the joke. <laughs> That's, a, that's an oldie but a goodie. It's it's an oldie. Good. It is good. The only reason I didn't laugh is because I've heard it before, but it is a good one. <laughs> Dan, my question for you is, um, what is a uh, a quick thing that you've learned from each of us, not necessarily about D&D? A quick thing that I've learned from each I of mean, you. I mean quick, like don't tell a whole novel about this five people. Have you fucking answer. met me? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I know. I the bourbon in When him. we started the episode, because it was your episode, I didn't want to cut you off, but you spent like too long trying to decide whether or not the blue dragon was an adult or like what age I was like get on with that fucking story <laughs> this is for you Terry no um, Terry uh, let's let's start with you since you asked the question um, I have learned confidence um, just to be front forward and honest Terry if it wasn't for D&D I don't think we'd hang out okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's but like I have made a good friend um, with this mutual interest that now, like, I mean, it's only happened once, but we've gone to the gym together. We've, we've hung out. You've, you've, I've got to see a side of you that we don't often see around a, uh, D and D table. And, uh, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the amount of expertise and, and knowledge you have in your life, uh, about things that are so not nerdy. I've never considered them. Like what? Literally working out. Um, <laughs> my body. Okay, <laughs> I'd like to say I would like to say human anatomy. Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. Working out, um, but like there's there's also uh, kinesiology for for somebody who is um, 
so kind or sorry let's, let's put it this way for You're somebody not kind. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right word we started by saying if we didn't play TNT we wouldn't have no no no, no just, just, just so one second one second wasn't a novel yeah. is uh, <laughs> somebody for somebody who is uh, so sure of yourself you are so fucking let me finish exactly you are so concerned with how people feel about themselves and making sure that nobody walks out of a room feeling less about themselves if it is something that you could have the power to change. You go out of your way to build people up around you and it is noticed and I appreciate it deeply because the thing I've learned through about myself through the podcast is confidence in who I am. And I put that on you more than anybody else at this table except for Adam, but we'll get to that. That's a weird because he's the one breaking you down most of the time. <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> um, Thanks, Dan. Do you notice how uncomfortable I got when you do it? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I did. That was the short version. That was the short version. Um, uh, here, let's add some humor. Uh, Megan, you made me comfortable around girls. So, Whoa! thanks. Uh, Not even his wife could do that. Fair. Or his two daughters. <laughs> I'm a white bisexual female. So. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like it's 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 the like having a platonic friendship with a girl with my upbringing uh-huh. and my level of social anxiety has always been something I've had a lot of difficulty with. Fair. And uh, you put up with a lot of bullshit for me. I literally blew your leg off. Uh, so like it's. <laughs> <laughs> in game to clarify, in game. In game. But like you Man, put that up confidence, really peaked in game. Yeah. You've you've blown. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> wow, I'm learning a lot today. Yeah. I need to learn that trick. Embarrassed? Uh, no, you you've really helped uh, grow my confidence around uh, around girls and 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 things like that. And even as a 36 year old man with a wife and kids, two of whom are girls, like. It's still a thing that I had to work away at. So okay. thank you. You're welcome. You've helped. It's okay. Um, <laughs> don't know how to make that not awkward, but there you go. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Dave? It's so difficult, really. It is. It really is. Drink uh, more. That'll really make Whoa. you feel... Oh! Wow, that, that was That's a lot of bourbon. <laughs> Holy shit. That was, that was about two of ounces of bourbon down yeah, in one pole. Dan's not working tomorrow. All right. Um, Dave? You have been such a good friend, um, but when it comes to the podcast, um, I've I've learned how to love Eberron. I've learned how to um, fall in love with Dungeons and Dragons in uh, uh, all over again because you have approached Five E with such a new vigor, like a new player's vigor, that it's it's hard to overlook that. Um, and not to like vicariously feel that. So like when we sit down and play D and D together, um, you bring that wackiness of a new player, even though you've been playing for twenty years or or so. So um, being able to learn that has been good. Thanks, Dan. That's yeah, nice. that was a good one. I like that one. Yeah, the Maybe one I gave you for the shit. We're waiting to see who's I spent four years trying to hold my emotion in <laughs> and run away when it gets bad. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you, you, like, I really also have noticed that. I mean, we have very different play styles, oh. and, and not just play styles, but DM styles. Yeah. Like, even discussing it through episodes, like you're right. Like it's 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 eye opening. I mean, same right back at you, right? Yeah. See how it, how it works from a different perspective. Yeah, uh, Dave, you like edition. to murder people. He does. <laughs> he hates his players. Probably, Dave. 
We've been over this. He hates his player characters. No, you understand why. You weren't the first time. (laughs) You understand why, right? Like, you've met Kyle. He's the best of a lot of them. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, Adam, you showed me how to love social and uh, exploration encounters in Dungeons and Dragons. You showed me how to love the narrative side of Dungeons and Dragons. You showed me how to how this game that I had thought was little more than a tactical war game could actually be played. Um, and you made me fall in love with it again to such an extreme that I decided to start a podcast with it. So uh, I could go on and on and I will likely cry if I do. So I'm not going to. So thank you for that. Brad, you showed me how I could be a shitty person. Um, <laughs> Next question. Next question. Really, Dan? We grew up together. <laughs> we, yeah. we were banging that drum for 15 fucking years. Yes, that drum. That's <laughs> banging. But like, leaving you high and dry on two campaigns, one of which, which I engineered to end in a bad way, like, uh, is something that, I'll never forgive myself for doing, if I'm to be completely honest. But you have forgiven me for doing it. Long ago. I bring it up, but never seriously. (laughs) And and that shows a level of character in you, as well as a uh, very much a learning moment to anyone who would pay attention. And of course, social anxiety, I pay attention. Mm -hmm. Um, So the the thing you showed me is how to really consider the other people around a table. Um, as a player, you have challenged me as a DM to really let players be themselves at the table and let them be comfortable to make grand narrative swings with their character that um, I don't think you would have been comfortable with doing before, especially at a table with a bunch of people you don't really know, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but here you are, you know, having a heartfelt a uh, heart-wrenching battle against your nemesis on a pirate ship because of all of these things he did to you. Um, you've, you've shown me how to really appreciate another player's perspective at a table um, and how to leave a campaign very dry. Don't drink two ounces of bourbon this way. Yeah, was, <laughs> you know what? I was very impressed. God damn it, Dan! <laughs> <laughs> um, and how to leave a campaign well. Mm-hmm. By leaving a campaign badly. And and I left clear cut very poorly. And I, I owe a bunch of people an apology for that. Um, you most of all. Because I kind of just like, here's a really awesome world. Pull the ripcord. Mm. Mm. And uh, that group doesn't exist really now. No, it doesn't. Uh, and I blame myself for that. So You can I'm also sorry. blame COVID. That's okay. I could also blame COVID, but I'm not going to because I can't. It's fair. Yeah. Damn. What's one final thing you want to say to Terry about your time together on the podcast? Thank you. Oh, you. Um, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I treasure your friendship. I treasure your insight into how to run characters. I treasure your um, desire to see the most out of me. And um, I know I will still see you. And I hope that, that, uh, that this friendship can continue to grow without the responsibility of the podcast kind of bolstering, right? We'll have Call of Cthulhu, right? We'll always have Solomon Duke. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But the... <laughs> but the... Honestly, Terry, thank you so much. You showed me how to have fun with characters again. And that is something that I don't think anyone else could, could have shown me on this podcast. Terry, if this was the last time that you could ever speak to Dan about the podcast or D&D, what would you say to him? Okay. 
Then I'm going to say something deep. I'm only doing it because Megan started off like a little bit deep, and I think it's important. Okay. Um, can Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you uh, eat the dick of the microphone while you say it? Because you have been five feet away from it this entire time, and it's been nagging at me. It's been difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just lean into it. Uh, okay. I've uh, this. Um, I've moved around a lot in my life. Vancouver is the place that I've been. I've been here six years now, and it's the place I've been here the longest. Before this, it's been one year here. Two years here, six months here, bounce around between Canada, Germany, Afghanistan, UK, all kinds of things, right? Until it settled here. And um, because of that, I find it I find it very difficult to make uh, like meaningful relationships. Like um, like friendships. I have like friends and buddies kind of everywhere, but I because I've always moved around, I've always found it difficult to, to connect with people for like a, a, a friendship. And um, uh, like it's interesting that you said I'm I'm like I'm confident and stuff, but that is all it's it's my it's like my go to work it's my, my game face i put it on i have to go and do this uh and lots of times you know i i deflect personal things or if people like even like compliments and stuff i'll just quickly like try and joke and change things i don't want to get too deep into stuff or if things are happening i try and like i just run away like i'll go off the grid and i'll just handle it by myself because i've always kind of been by myself um and uh i was going somewhere with this but <laughs> um like two years ago i guess two and a half maybe yeah two and a half years ago i went from like a point where i was like i felt like i was winning like i had everything i've got it figured out now like i'm fucking going and uh and like everything changed everything all at once everything that could change all at once and my life flipped and it was like i went through a fucking tornado for like two years and uh and i kind of went i wouldn't say like off the rails like started doing crack and stuff but just couldn't find myself i was so lost and i did it like privately because you know you're scared of judgment you're scared of um uh, maybe you fail maybe you don't figure it out maybe people don't understand so i try and handle it privately because i've always handled things privately and you've always been an example of a person who um values structure and has such high values and uh, accepts responsibility like welcomed it and um and showed me that to have a structure and, and a framework to operate within it doesn't mean you're trapped it gives you freedom it gives you direction and and so that's why I, you were a huge part of how I started to change my thinking in life and uh, and kind of uh, moved in the direction that I'm going in now where it's much better and it's much stronger. But you were you were honestly, man, like I saw you every single week and you're you're an amazing father. You have this great family unit here. Your 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 ideas of responsibility you have towards your friends and your work and everything was a real example to me and it, and it brought me back down to earth. And after I started to come out of that tornado. A lot of the, the example that I took was was from you and, and how you do things. Um, so that's been hugely valuable to me. So thank you for that. And it's the type of thing that you just, I would never say as we we're talking about fucking oh, yeah. drow and stuff. So. Yeah, right? Because I can't do it. So hug it out. <laughs> hug it out. So, yeah. At the end. We'll hug at the end. Otherwise, I'll... Anyway, Adam, go on. All <laughs> right. Bunch of pussies. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> You and me, Dan. Here we go. Everybody leave the room. It's about to get wet. As Megan spit takes over the room. Yes! Not how we expected it, but different kind of wet. There was an encore. This, this is the episode that should be on YouTube like video. How many games are you in right now? How many games I am I in right now? Uh, <laughs> depends on who you ask. Um, 
Why? <laughs> because the secret one he's hiding from his family. No, there's <laughs> no there. There are people who are like, so when we DM, when you DM for us for this campaign, I'm like, yeah, uh huh. I'll talk to you about your character, but uh, no, um, no. Uh, I am in uh, two and a half games right now. Um, I DM one and I play one, and I am loath to give either of those up. Um, but there is a Call of Cthulhu game that we've mentioned before that I really wanted to play in, but uh, the aforementioned busyness in my life is being very restrictive to that. So um, I'm hoping things kind of ease up so I can engage in that. We've arranged it too so that you can kind of come and go as you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you answered any of the questions I've asked you before on a mailbag episode? This is from Finisher. Have I? I think yes. Oh yeah, all the favorite class, favorite race, yeah, yeah. master stuff. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, our first five awkward fucking episodes. <laughs> meet the DMs. Oh, the meet the, the DMs, DMs episodes. Which I need to fucking scrub from the internet. Um, Do fighters one at the same time? The internet forgets nothing. Um, Sorry. Here's one for for your rate from uh from finisher. When is the next mailbag episode? I mean, uh, it really depends on how the podcast goes forward, but they should be once every four months. Three. Oh, it's always been once every three months. Once every three months. Yeah, four times a year. Yeah, that makes sense. I've had a lot of bourbon. It's not a small amount that he has consumed. Uh, no. The last one from Finisher is, do you have a favorite episode of It's a Mimic? Oh, fuck. Uh, I just won. That, that, that's the opposite of what you're thinking. Uh, my favorite episode of It's a Mimic. I'm going to pose this to the group after Dan's done. Do you, do you have one favorite episode you've been on with them? Um... Back when we first started off, um, we were like, okay, it's about to be April 1st. What the shit are we going to do? And the three of us, you, me, uh, Adam, you, me, and Terry, um, sat down and thought really hard, okay, what do we do that really spiritually maintains the It's a Mimic attitude, uh, but is different enough to be special? And we recorded our first special, which was the April the 1st special, I believe, which was the Wizard's Tower. Um, I think we killed Oscar in that episode. Did we? Yeah, yes. there was an Oscar in that yeah. one. Didn't make it yeah, there. yeah. Um, that was one where Terry and I did Russian accents. You did it for three and a half minutes and gave the fuck up. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I can't remember mine succeeding. Um, so I, I fondly remember us like crammed into your little side room at your old apartment. Is that where we did it? Yeah. Uh, eating chips on mic the whole Eating chips time. on mic. The, like, just the level of audio unprofessionalism that uh, is now a staple in the Intimate Podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you just cheers? Yes, <laughs> I cheers did. Cheers the mic. Yes, um, no, the, the, that by far has... The, I remember leaving that, that thing going, okay, this might actually be a thing. Um, off mic, things that we haven't released yet... There's like five town time episodes that I still have, which was the podcast Adam and I were doing when you, Terry, then came to us and said, hey, let's do a podcast. And we scrubbed it and rethought everything, restructured everything um, that I still own, that I occasionally go to to listen to hear how just dumb we are. Oh, yeah, that was just raw and novice times. Yeah, um, that was when I had a old wedding arch that we would hang a blanket from is baffling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need to hear these 
these episodes. You know nah. that, right? That's what the Patreon is That'll, for that'll right be for the Patreon. Yeah. It'll, yeah, it'll right. go up there eventually. I, I, will not, I will not get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. um, but well, Dan's OnlyFans, yeah. yeah. We keep that separate. Uh, much like my butt cheeks. Anyway, so we're going to... Uh, Whoa! <laughs> 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 hey. um, so, yeah, uh, the, the, the first uh, April Fool's special... The first Christmas special is near and dear to my heart, but um, I I think the yeah it the meet the DMs episodes were oddly good. The problem is like I keep on going. Oh, I've only been doing this about six months to a year. No, it's been four years. Yep, and uh, I cannot think of. The whole list. There's been bright spots. There's been dark spots. There's been spots where uh, you don't want to shine a black light on. I don't want to shine a black light on. Um, Jackson Pollock painting. Um, episode one seventy one, the uh, Forgotten Realms oh, deities episode that uh, I was incredibly interested in doing. And when you had sent uh, talked to me, we were like. Let's think about doing some Forgotten Realms lore episodes. I'm like, okay, the first thing we need to do is a deities episode. Like, it was the one I was the most excited for and was the most willing to do. And then because of life circumstances, it just kept on getting kicked and kicked and kicked further down the road. To the point where it was six months after our original date suggest, like to record. Um, there's been moments where it's been, like, <laughs> rough. But um, in terms of favorite ones, anyone where I get to be in the room with my friends playing the game, those are the ones I cherish. Hmm. Terry, do you have a favorite episode with that? I was trying to think of a specific episode. See, I have trouble remembering specifics. I just remember times. I just remember there was a, a, a one episode where we just couldn't stop fucking laughing about something. I just, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have a specific one. The just... White Dragon episode is my favorite episode with you. Really? Yeah. The White Dragon episode might be my favorite dragon episode. We fucking knocked that one out of the park. Yeah. That was a good episode. That was the one, Terry, we started talking about going across the frozen lake. Yeah. And ha- I was got all the, his horde frozen in the lake. And yeah. Over it, and your eyes just fucking lit up like yeah. the inspiration and like and then I was also the first time you picked up a, a character and dropped them and you did that twice yeah. <laughs> and it was always part of something else but that's fine <laughs> uh, Brad do you have one? yeah uh, it's a bit of a cop out because it's not one episode but it's three our hags repeat that we did yeah that was probably the favorite the hags were good guys guys, there were four of them were there four there were four yeah you're right and they were all good though that was probably my favorite episodes i've recorded fucking love hags yeah um any episode where we could nerd out about dragon ball z (laughs) what was the one so recently we did monks where we nerded about dragon ball z yeah you guys and tyler was that tyler Tyler. it was tyler it was tyler Tyler. okay monks would make sense uh adam you you don't know this, uh, but the, I added a segment on on the monks episode where it yeah. was Megan. How is this Dragon Ball Z? Every every segment, every single every... question was like, okay, we're going. I don't think it was monks. I think it was the upper planes. Yes, oh, it was, it was upper planes. It was upper planes yeah. because I was like, okay, Mount Celestia, Megan. How is this Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I figured out how every plane was a different plane in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it was a great it was a great episode for me and for Dan. Yeah, <laughs> Dave, you got not really. Like I, I mean, Dan. Every time we sit down and like discuss a serious topic, I learn a lot. Not just from uh, the research that I've done, but through the people I'm sitting with. And I feel like you've been probably on the majority of the ones I've been on. Uh, so they've all been kind of great from that perspective. But I guess I like sitting down and doing the mailbags the most because that's when we get to sit down and be friends. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Business aside, yeah. let's sit down. Let's talk about. Hog tying you and tying you and hanging you from a tree when we were out camping. Twice. Twice. You know, right? Scouts is a rough time for most people. Right? It was a rough time for me. Yeah. It was an entertaining time for Dave. Mm. <laughs> Try being the only female. Your balls <laughs> took a beating. <laughs> you went Scouts? I was in Scouts. I was the only girl. Uh, 
but yeah, they, I mean, those those ones are like the best ones because again, it's just like not only is there no prep, but it's just sit down and, and be buddies. Yeah. No prep for you anyway. Mm. I, I have to scour the internet for questions. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite kind of problem. Yeah. My uh, I gotta say, my favorite episode has probably got to be. A, I want to say episode six, the first one of the campaign builder. Oh, where yeah. we actually sat down to go through the actual campaign. Um, that one was my favorite, not because of anything we did on Mike, although it was solid and I'm proud of the campaign builder, but because the planning of it took us literally weeks of whiteboard arguments and and we busted out your your grid map and drew all over it and like we really planned a campaign from top to bottom um we recorded 37 episodes of it we released 28 we're gonna release two more and round out tier one um and the other seven will end up in the uh, patreon that doesn't exist it'll get there eventually but but there's another perfect example of a DD campaign that just didn't yeah What's one final thing that you want to say to the audience about your time specifically on the podcast? Um, to the audience? There are, believe it or not, hundreds of people out there that listen in for your ideas every week, and they don't get that anymore. Um, thank you. Uh, the, a, a lot of graciousness coming here. Uh, there have been several points in time when I've been especially low in not only the podcast but in my personal life where i have wanted to walk away from the podcast and then somebody from the ether will have reached out and said something or a donation will have come through or i'll have gone out for a coffee with adam and um he'll have told me of an interaction that he had with a fan that was uh particularly um anchoring it, i guess that's the wrong word life-saving Almost. Um, I started the podcast not because I thought my opinion was worthwhile. I started the podcast because I love talking about D&D and why the shit would I not put that on a microphone with my friends. Um, I never expected it to be something people would want to listen to. Um, and then people did in droves. As somebody who deals harshly with very low self-esteem and low self-confidence... Um, Less so nowadays, thank you, Terry. How many downloads do we have now, Dan? Is so um, as well, we're recording this very far in the in the past, so this is coming out in November. Okay, but we are yeah. averaging as it stands right now. We measure our episode count in the hundreds to thousands now. So there's a there's a score of you, and there's a score of you that uh, listen in. There's a score of you that. Uh, find the kindness in your hearts to donate and help keep the lights on. And I could never be grateful enough for the amount of um, hours spent listening to my stupid ass voice tell you something negative about druids or rogues. Um, we love rogues. No, we don't. They're <laughs> fucking dumb and broken. It bothered um, me that you said your voice was stupid. Or, or... Or monks, like I got, I got a personal email sent to me saying you're wrong about monks, and that's all it said. Whoa. And I'm like, were they wrong? Have you met? The, have I would, you met the internet? Yes, but I would like to point out it had been like three months since we had <laughs> aired a monks episode. My favorite thing about the internet is that everything goes. Like everything's on there and stays on there. Yep. My least favorite thing about the internet is oh, that yeah, everything's on there and it stays on there. Sam, I've got a MyFace profile I can't delete because I, I don't know any of the access to get into it. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> so there, there is, there's certain things like 
semen segues that I would love to get scrubbed from the internet, but are unfortunately there and I've grown okay with that. But there are other things like uh, certain fans that have been absolutely incredible, like Crystal for sending us the Mimic, Crystal and Graham, who are locals here, but they sent us the Mimic cake way back in the day. Mm. Um, that is a memory I will always cherish. Um, also, Crystal, who made the Deep Dark Radiance uh, poster. Um, so good. The ex- That's rad. The experience of doing Deep Dark with you guys was great. The response from the community of Deep Dark was was stunning. Like, it was absolutely earth-shattering for me. So, I'm very grateful. Um, I'm very apologetic. I'm sorry that I that circumstances have pulled me away. But um, I'm, I, I will be cheering you guys on from the sidelines for sure. Um, and I will be joining the scores of fans who will be loving every minute of this podcast and listening in with, uh, rapt attention on your guys' opinions. So thank you fans for setting an example for how I, a fan now, will have to behave. What's your biggest regret about leaving something behind? Yikes. Um, <laughs> fucking, I don't answering have, this question, <laughs> I don't have any more bourbon. The bottle's gone. Yeah, the bottle. There's another twenty questions after this. Um, <laughs> they get worse. Biggest regret of uh, leaving something behind: uh, the potentiality of uh, oh, what <laughs> what fuck is in fuck. store. Um, I have no doubts or concerns or fears about where the podcast is going how successful the podcast will be because I trust without a doubt every single person involved. Um, It's no secret I'm a major player in this thing and leaving has been a really hard decision to make. So I am someone who avoids conflict. Literally, I bumped some guy's car today with uh, one of my tools leaving the site. He's like, did you hit my car? I'm like, no. And like packed my tools up and left real quick. But yeah, no, I totally hit your so- uh, your Honda Civic there, Chad. Fuck. Is he French? Um, uh, no. His name was Jeff. They love those Civics. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, your ten dollar car will be okay, okay dude. Well, um, <laughs> you hit his car. No. <laughs> anyway, all over him. I'm Canadian. This is how we do things. <laughs> Passive aggressively. Yeah, um, real aggressive right now. <laughs> but like, there's. That's why we have to say sorry so much. Yes. Goals on the internet. Yeah, I'm aware. Um, the, uh, this is the hardest thing to do. And like, on one hand, I'm, I, I am looking forward to the break in the routine and the break in the schedule. But on the other hand, I'm like, the fuck am I going to do on Wednesday nights now? You could edit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. And and that's something I do want to say. Dan has stepped away from the podcast. By the time this is airs, uh, this has aired, he has not had a finger in anything for the last twenty-five or so episodes, except for a couple of Pepperina episodes. Something like that, yeah. So we've been running without Dan for a while. By the time this airs, so you'll know whether or not his absence has made an impact <laughs> behind the scenes. You okay, thought- that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, we're, we're, at, we're at like a hundred and something thousand downloads now, right? Oh, okay. So, uh, I peek behind the curtain. Um, this is being recorded the week we released 168. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this you is... You 169. <laughs> Get away one more week. Yeah, right? Nice, 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 nice. Like, 
waited. It's my number. God damn it. <laughs> we couldn't have waited one more week. That would have been, you know. Uh, uh, we know he's got plans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, I will say when this episode is being released, I am one of the downloads. So. So you know we have a donate button to go single. <laughs> God damn it, Terry! Yes, Terry, we have a donate button, and so, it doesn't exclude hosts. Sure. Like, share, and subscribe. Um, because I want to end. Cause you know I'm gonna twist the just, knife. Just, just real quick, just real quick. Did you save all the hard hitting questions for yourself for this reason? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. Just. The final peek behind the curtain, just because I want to really make it hurt, Dan. Here are the things you're leaving on the table. Okay. When we started off, the dream was to make enough money on a podcast to be able to buy all the D&D books we got within three. Yep. The goal was to do a D&D podcast that would be popular enough that we could release uh, PDFs. We'd have some street cred. We never quite got there. No. We never finished the Christmas arc. We never managed to get that Call of Cthulhu, that second round, out. By the time this airs, it might have been, but we'll have done it without your input and you were half of the editing team on that one. Yeah. The big one, the big dream was we wanted to have an It's Mimic booth at Gen Con. And that's, I don't think, going to happen now for lots of reasons. But I can't. I think it still will. I can't imagine doing it without you. There are a lot of projects. Campaign Builder is one of them. I'm not done talking about the Forgotten Realms, but I don't want to talk about it with anybody else. We're going to keep doing the podcast, and it's going to change, but it's not going to be the same. I remember when we finished the first year, when we were done, you're like, we have the perfect balance. We've got Terry's charisma and your brains. And you said to me, but I don't know what I bring to the table. And I told you at the time, well, then you're our editor. Like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he literally brought the table. <laughs> This is in my house. <laughs> but you were the heart for like the first year and a half. And as everybody else got more comfortable and started to tell the truth, like instead of just doing our crazy semen segue bullshit that we were we were doing as a, because we were a little uncomfortable and a little awkward and we thought it would be funny to do dick and fart jokes all week, every week. And then it became a legitimate D&D podcast. And it was you saying, I, I don't want to be the shock jock anymore. I want this to be legit. And then it became legit. You're the person I call it to in the morning when I got to freak out about an edit. You're the person I stand at Tim Horn's parking lot with and say, Brad hasn't answered the phone in the last 48 hours and I need to know if he's done his fucking recording. Where's Travis? <laughs> <laughs> you are the person who said, hey, let's do this thing. And I said, yeah, okay. But you were the person that brought it together. And we'll keep going, but it's your legacy that we're leaving behind. And I don't think anybody knows how dark that time got for a while there, except probably you and Mieka, because you saw it week in and week out. COVID hit and we went into lockdown the day my dad died. And I had nothing but the podcast. I had nothing but you. <laughs> and I got a team now and we're all going to do it without you. And it doesn't feel right, but it will be. It'll be okay. And for the first time in the whole podcast, I don't have a plan. And I don't know what to do, but we'll do it because we got Brad and we got Tyler who bring the heart and we've got the confidence and the people. We got everybody now that has been inspired by your example here. And I'm just going to end it. So that's all we have for today. And we'll be taking a break for the next few weeks while we hash out what this podcast is going to look like without one of the founders. And we'll be back in the new year. So 
If we don't catch you on social media, have a safe and happy holiday season. And for the love of God, appreciate the people you call friends. You never know when life is going to take them away. Thanks for listening to another episode of the It's Mimic podcast. If you'd like to support us, we have a donate button on our website, www.itsamimic.com. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, as well as most podcast apps. Join us in a few weeks for a different kind of It's a Mimic, where not even we know what we're going to get. Today. 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 Today.